Today's episode is brought to you by Canva. Uh, We're all looking for ways to make an impact at work, but not all of us are skilled in visual design. A Canva helps you get your point across uh, simply and beautifully. It's easy to design Canva presentations, docs, whiteboards, and videos. You start with a designer-made template and customize it with your content. Uh, plus, add graphics, charts, and more from Canva's massive media library. Whatever department you work in, Canva is perfect for any task. Sales decks, hiring docs, marketing brainstorms, employee videos, you name it. Anyone at work can design with Canva. Start designing today at canva.com. Designed for work. This episode is brought to you by Technically Speaking, an Intel podcast. When you think about the future, what kind of technology do you envision? Whatever the future holds, artificial intelligence will undoubtedly be at the heart of it all. Join Graham Class as he hosts Season 2 of Technically Speaking, an Intel podcast, and hears from the minds transforming healthcare, retail, entertainment, personal computing, and more with the help of AI. Tune in every other Tuesday and explore the latest technology that's changing our world today and creating a more accessible tomorrow. Listen to Technically Speaking, an Intel podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Me. Focus Features presents Back to Black. I want people to hear my voice and just forget their troubles. Experience the music and her story. Know this. I ain't no spy girl. Like never before. That's my daughter. That's my Amy. On the big screen. I want to be remembered. For just being me. Amy Winehouse, Back to Black, directed by Sam Taylor Johnson. Rated R, under 17, not a minute without parent. Only in theaters May 17th. What's up, this your boy Lil Duval, and check out my podcast, Conversations with Unk, on the Black Effect Podcast Network. Each and every Tuesday, Conversations with Unk podcast feature casuals and in-depth talk about ebbs and flows of life and the pursuit of happiness. Unlike my work on stage, I tap into a more serious and sensitive side to give life advice and simply offer words of encouragement, yet remind folks to never forget to laugh. Every Tuesday, listen to Conversations with Unk, hosted by Lil Duval on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, or wherever you get your podcasts. Presented by AT&T. Connecting changes everything. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed... Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts, if you dare. Welcome to Brainstuff from How Stuff Works. Hey, Brainstuff, it's Christian Sager. Imagine you're waiting in line with hundreds of other people to get Josh Clark from Stuff You Should Know's autograph. Your bodies start getting jammed together, no longer being able to choose where to go. The crowd begins acting like a fluid, and by that point, it's too late. You're in danger. People ignore the emergency exits, creating a bottleneck and knocking one another over. You feel pressure on all sides, and you can't lift your arms. You're pulled off your feet. Some people below you crawl, then die. Within three minutes, there are a hundred corpses on the floor and you're struggling to breathe as the air is squeezed out of your lungs. People generally try to be decent and calm and behave rationally, except maybe on YouTube comments. Even in a crisis, they'll try to make safe decisions, but they can only do this based on what they know. And crowds are a condition of everyday urban life, a necessary inconvenience of city living. We pass in and out of them all the time, 
on subways and sidewalks. Crowd crushes, or also referred to as crush accidents, that killed 10 or more people have happened on at least 44 recorded occasions since 1999. That's one every four months, and they happen everywhere. Multiple crowd crushes have occurred with the Hajj in Mecca, Saudi Arabia, where hundreds were killed on at least nine occasions. Much of the information in this episode actually comes from an excellent October 2015 article from The Guardian by Leo Benedictus. So we've got two types of crowds to look at. The first is low density, and it's the low risk type of crowd. Moving crowds with a density of up to four people per square meter, those are usually safe. People have enough room then to make decisions and act accordingly. But the second type of crowd Those are high-density crowds, and they are high-risk. There's been an increase in the frequency of high-density crowds lately because we're trying to service more people in less time. High-density crowds are measured by at least six people per square meter. Reports show that crowd disasters have more than doubled in the past two decades. In the developed world, these are most likely to occur at rock concerts and soccer games. They also happen at religious events like the Hajj. One of the best documented crowd disasters in the U.S. happened in 1979 at a concert by The Who in Cincinnati. High-density crowds are a mass of complex agents that respond based on their limited choices and their exposure to products in their environment, like heat, for instance. Physical contact in these high-density crowds causes waves every time there's physical contact between members. These shock waves can lift people off their feet and even propel them about 3 meters or 10 feet. One researcher even studies mosh pits by standing in the middle to witness crowd dynamics produced by shock waves. Within high-density crowds, there are two types of dangers you want to watch out for. Type 1 is what's referred to as progressive crowd collapse. One person falls over, and they deny their body as something for the others to lean against. This creates a domino effect, where the adjacent people fall on top of them or are knocked over trying to help. The hole gets larger and more people are forced in and fall. This often happens when a large crowd is moving steadily through a confined route. Now, this actually happened to me at a Bouncing Souls show in 1996. Luckily, someone picked me up and saved my life. Type 2, the other one you want to watch out for, is the crowd crush. When people are squeezed so much by a crowd that they can't inflate their lungs, they'll die from compressive asphyxiation. This typically happens when too many people push into a confined area. Often, those who die are the ones against the wall. Now, maybe you've also heard talk of stampedes. The mass media's idea of mass panic or a stampede is actually misleading. Again, most of the evidence shows that people take sensible action when they have the right information. They're only crushed or crushing when they have no choice in the matter and they don't know what's going on because they're too far from the epicenter. Actually, stampedes themselves are unlikely to kill you. The word stampede suggests that people are causing havoc while they're running away, but the real problem is when people can't move at all. Portraying these events as mob psychology or crazes is, it's misleading and it's false. 
Most people move in crowd patterns and flows, but humans don't have the capability to transmit information about the physical dynamics of their crowd the same way ants can, for instance. Unfortunately, there isn't much of a record of information in the crowd control industry to provide analysis, but there are some technologies being developed to try to help. In 2013, a team of UK and Saudi Arabia researchers developed an artificial intelligence system that uses body heat readings to monitor the buildup of crowds and congestion. It uses infrared and black and white images to interpret the crowd's changing density. Then it processes this information and acts like a human spotter, pointing out high-density crowd situations. Also, in 2011, a German researcher developed a system that observes when people sway slowly from side to side to keep their balance. This is another indicator of high-density crowds. The system detects any sudden increase in symmetrical movements that suggest there's a congestion issue, and it highlights the area in red. So you're probably asking right now, what should I do if I'm in a crowd disaster? There's some simple efforts that you can take. Look ahead and listen to the crowd's noise. If the crowd starts to surge, wait for it and then move with it and sideways. Check out the BrainStuff channel on YouTube. And for more on this and thousands of other topics, visit HowStuffWorks.com. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote.